Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Accidental Tomatoes podcast. I'm your host, Joe Webb, and this is a podcast for everyone who's trying to find faith beyond the fences. So thanks for listening to this pilot episode of the podcast, where I'll introduce you to Accidental Tomatoes and to the community that we're trying to form to help people like you who may feel disenfranchised or excluded by the institutional or organized church, but who are still very interested in the way of Jesus and who seek to be in community with people who find ourselves in a place where formalized religion and the organizational church maybe just isn't really working all that well for us anymore. And so I'm glad to have you here today, and thanks for listening. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing that maybe you are one of the people who is still very, very interested in Jesus, who is interested in spirituality and a spiritual community, but just finds that there's too much baggage attached to what we would call the institutional church, uh, and that maybe you might need some help navigating that space of religious deconstruction and the reconstruction that comes after it. Now, I want to be really clear just from the outset that my agenda is not to bash the church. I am an ordained United Methodist deacon, and I'll talk a little bit more about what that means in a minute. But I don't want to come off as saying that the church is bad, the church is evil. I just think that there are some ways that maybe the church needs to reinvent itself for some people, maybe not for everyone. I think there are a lot of people that the traditional model of church is still working very well for, although I think the data shows us that that number is declining pretty steadily. But I do believe that, in essence, I believe that the church is still God's answer for the world. I just don't think that the church needs to necessarily look like what we've come to believe that the church looks like in terms of institutions and buildings and all of the baggage that goes along with that. So if you kind of see the institutional church as something that you just can't be part of anymore, I get it. I understand it. And, and trust me, my motive is not to draw you back into that. My motive is, is fully to create a new kind of space, to create new kinds of faith communities where we can be really honest and authentic and vulnerable with each other, which I think is what the church always should be and can be when it's at its best. And a place where we can start to move away from that, that place of exclusion uh, that often results in rejection, where we can move away from a view of God that's wrathful and angry and vengeful and instead really center ourselves in what I think the message of the Bible really is, is that God is a caring and loving and compassionate and just God. And so if you're a person that that sounds like the kind of thing that you have been wanting from your church but just not receiving, or if that sounds like all of the things that you wish church would be, um, but it wasn't, and so you've had to walk away from that. I get it. I understand. And this is a place for you. You know, I, I think maybe part of the issue is that the the church has gotten to this point of 
it, it, it felt like its primary purpose was to protect the flock, right? To protect the flock against the evils of the world around it. And there's a lot of history that goes with that. And we'll unpack some of that in some different ways uh, as we go forward in this conversation. But I think that idea of protecting the flock, you know, to kind of hide the people of the church away from the world really goes against what Jesus's intent for the church was. I think rather than protecting the flock against the world with narrow religious definitions, the church is really designed to embrace the world. Rather than to engage in wars with the culture, I think the church should be more involved in creating culture and engaging culture. Because that's how we come together in this world, not through these battle lines that we draw with one another, not through these ideas of who's in and who's out based on narrow interpretations and definitions, but in ways of trying to find um, a means to draw more people in, to draw everybody together in relationship and in community. And so maybe you feel like the church has not really been great at caring for people like you. And again, I get that, that the church has, with its focus on standing against the culture, you've, you've often felt like you're on the outside looking in. And so part of what I hope to do to help people navigate this space, uh, again, where we're, we're kind of finding ourselves in, in that space of deconstruction. And by deconstruction, I mean that place where we have to feel like we take apart all of the things that we've been taught so that we can process them in a different way, so that we can find healthier ways of being and healthier ways of living. Uh, Richard Rohr, who is a Franciscan priest, um, really brilliant uh, writer and speaker, talks a lot in his works about the cycle of order and disorder and reorder. And we begin our lives, you know, in our childhood in a space of order, usually from our family of origin. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a healthy order. I know a lot of you have experienced a lot of dysfunction in that order from your family of origin, but you come to a place in your life eventually where that order doesn't work necessarily anymore, where you begin to discover that the world doesn't seem to be working in the way that your order taught you it was supposed to look. And so you come to this place of disorder where you have to begin to take some of that apart. And that's what I mean by deconstruction to take those belief systems apart and examine them more closely and find better ways of living and better ways of being that are healthier for you, especially if you come out of a system of order that's been unhealthy and dysfunctional. But then on the other side of that is the reorder, which Rohr talks about as, as putting things back together, not the way they were in the order phase in the first place, but in a new way that takes into account both the living through the original order and the time of disorder. And I would call that reconstruction on the other side. So if we go through a period of deconstruction, especially with our faith, where the things that we've been taught to believe maybe don't make a lot of sense anymore, and we have to start to examine those beliefs, deconstruction for its own sake isn't necessarily helpful. It kind of leaves us in a place probably of, of nihilism, more or less. But if we can get to a place of reconstruction on the other side of that, if we can find a way to put those pieces back together 
in a healthier way, in a way that makes more sense, then we can live into a pretty abundant life. And so we'll go together through this phase of, of order and disorder and reorder, or what I would call this, this time of deconstruction and reconstruction. I've been through that myself, uh, and I feel like I'm in a place where maybe I can help you if you find yourself in that that place of deconstruction and needing to get to a place of reconstruction. Maybe together um, we can we can walk through that space together. I know when I was in my own deconstruction, I know the least helpful thing in the world was for someone to come along and say, well, here's what you need to do and here's how you need to do it and here's how you need to pursue it. I don't want to presume to do that for anyone, but I do think it's helpful sometimes to have someone who can sort of put some guardrails out, if it, as it were, to help us see what the what the natural boundaries of deconstruction are to help us from going too far off the rails to where reconstruction on the other side becomes difficult if not impossible and so together i think and i think community is a great way to do that i think if we find ourselves in a place together where we're having conversations with each other about our experiences of deconstruction then we can help each other out a lot. And, I, and I'm one of those people that's kind of looked into the mirror that I think a lot of times the church doesn't want to look into. A big part of my own deconstruction and reconstruction began with reading a book that came out in, I think, 2007 called Unchristian by David Kinnaman and Gabe Lyons about a lot of research that was done by the Barna Group, which is a major Christian research firm, into the attitudes of 16 to... I think, 29-year-olds, about what they perceived about the church. And one of the things that came out of that research was this broad distrust of the institution of the church, not the least of which was that the church was homophobic, that it was overly um, partisanly political, that it was disingenuous, that it was hypocritical. And I think when, when a lot of folks in the church read that book, they got a little angry and a little defensive, and they started to try to blame shift that, you know, the problem was really with that generation of people that just didn't want to discipline themselves or, or order their lives around the traditions of the church. Instead of looking in the mirror, right, to say, what is it that we're doing that makes people perceive us that way? Because... Again, I, I still believe that the church is God's plan, and I believe that the church at its best does those things, of, does that work of community building and does that work of authenticity and vulnerability really well. And I, again, there are churches that still do that really well, so I don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater, so to speak. But I think too many times the church got to that place of again, defensiveness and, and blaming other people rather than taking that hard look in the mirror to say, you know, maybe we need to examine the way we do things. Maybe we need to think hard about why we're perceived that way if we don't perceive ourselves to be that way. And maybe to make some changes to make ourselves more accessible to people who are, are not trusting us, who are disenfranchised from what we're trying to do. And so as someone who's been through that, who's looked in that mirror, I think I've found out where I was wrong about people in some ways, things I needed to relearn. I found out how I can better embrace Jesus's radical call to, to inclusion. And, and I've gone out and I've, I've kind of done the work. I've, I've gotten a theological education, a master's degree 
in ecclesiology, which is the study of the church. And, and I've got the experience to help folks, maybe like you, who are, are needing to find something outside the walls of, the, of a church that's turned its back on you. Or as we say in the accidental tomatoes community, finding faith outside the fences. And because I've been through my own deconstruction and my own reconstruction, I feel like I'm in a place where I can, again, facilitate, um, not, not instruct, not guide necessarily, but facilitate this, these conversations that will help us all kind of work together through this. And so I want to kind of, go, I want to go back and clarify what I said a minute ago about um, being ordained as a deacon in the United Methodist Church. A lot of churches use that term deacon. They have an office for deacon, and it means different things in different denominations. In the United Methodist Church, uh, a deacon is ordained clergy who is called specifically to ministries of word, service, compassion, and justice. Word and service are fairly self-explanatory. It has to do with preaching. It has to do with mission, with being uh, of service in the community and in the world. But compassion and justice are really specific ministry callings where as a deacon, it's it's my job, it's my calling to to feel for your pain, to to identify with whatever it is that's causing you pain in the world, whether it's distrust and disenfranchisement from the church or whether it's personal or family issues or mental health issues, whatever might go along with that. Um, the ministry of compassion, I think, is very important and, and very often overlooked in the organizational church. And then ministries of justice, and again, I want to be really clear, biblically, justice does not mean revenge. And far, far, far too often, the church has defined justice as revenge. It's, refined, it's defined justice as payment being made for wrongdoing of some kind. And, and that's a horrible interpretation of biblical justice. Biblical justice has to do with restoration, not with retribution. Biblical justice has to do with putting things right in society, with putting things right for individuals and putting things right in relationships. And so as a deacon, it's my job to connect the church to the world and the world to the church. And what that means is, again, not that I'm out trying to recruit people into an institution that doesn't work for them anymore, but to extend the purpose of the church into a world that no longer can trust the church. And then to bring the conversations that we have outside the fences, so to speak, back into the institution in hopes of some restoration and reformation within the church so that we can all together be the people of God in a better and healthier and more authentic way. And so how do we do that? How as how is this podcast going to help do that? Well, what I would what I would love for you to do uh, is to go to our website accidentaltomatoes.com and check out the resources that are available there now and that are going to be made available in the weeks and months to come. Please continue to listen to this podcast, subscribe to it on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever format you use to 
listen to podcasts on. And and please, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you find it helpful, please rate us and review us. So that'll help more people find what we're doing here. There's also, there's a blog on the Accidental Tomatoes site that I invite you not only to read, but to engage in the comment section to create some conversation. There are links to my own personal blog, joewebwrites.com, where I do a lot of theological deconstruction to help people see different ways of, of how we've traditionally viewed a lot of the stories of the Bible. That's not to say I have some new and special insight. There's a lot of people who interpret the Bible the way that I do, but I think a lot of times our voices are kind of lost in all of the noise uh, around organized religion. But that's a place where hopefully you can begin to find a more faithful interpretation of, of who Jesus is and what the Bible actually is saying beyond a lot of the things that we've kind of always been taught. And again, engage in the conversations there. Um, jump on our, our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram pages. We're at Accidental Tomatoes uh, across the internet. And, and join in the conversation in those spaces. Because it's only through the conversations that we have together that we can create some kind of new community where we can feel that we're helping each other walk through this deconstruction and reconstruction of our faith and to walk into a new expression of what it means to be a community of faith. Uh, on my end, I promise not again, not to try to recruit you. I'm not trying to get you to join a church. Um, there's no financial obligation at all. I will say that accidental tomatoes is funded through the Patreon platform. And if you feel like the content that we have is valuable to you, if you feel like you want to support, the work that we're doing, I would certainly invite you to go to patreon.com slash accidental tomatoes. There are a number of different tiers in which you can connect there and there are different perks for different tiers. So you can get some bonus content for the level that you choose to get involved at, but there's plenty of free content. So there's no obligation at all to to support financially if that's something that you're not able to do or you just don't feel like it's worth your investment, that's fine. We still welcome you in the community. We still welcome you into the conversation. And so I'd invite you just to join the community. Uh, again, read the blogs, get engaged, listen to the podcasts, get involved in the online conversations. And my hope is that as you do this and as we all do this together, we will all together have a deeper experience of Jesus as a living presence in our lives, not a presence that's moderated by an institution, but one that's moderated by relationship and by community um, that creates opportunities for us to serve one another across the internet, but also in our neighborhoods and in the world in some networks that we hope to begin to establish in the coming uh, months and years. Uh, and, and just to Enhance your own sense of fulfillment. Deconstruction is hard, but it's leading somewhere. And hopefully what it's leading to is, is an enhanced sense of fulfillment when you get on to the reconstruction side. So I want to help you if you are someone who's feeling like you're judged or excluded or marginalized in any way. If you're someone who has what I would say is a very understandable hostility towards Christians and Christianity and the organizational church. 
If you're someone who has a deep need for belonging to a community that gets you, that understands you and understands what you want and what you need, that understands what your hurts and your pains are, I think, I think this is a community that can help you work through some of those things. And hopefully to go from that place of frustration and anger and rejection and marginalizations into a place of being loved and being included and being refreshed and being encouraged. And so the format for this podcast, hopefully there won't be a whole lot of these podcasts where you're just listening to me talking into a microphone. I hope to line up a a slate of interviews over the next several weeks and, and into the next several months with some people that I think will speak into this this idea of what we're trying to create here on Accidental Tomatoes that will give us some insight into what it means to be in community together, in really authentic community together, who will give us some insight into this whole idea of walking through deconstruction and reconstruction, and who can give us some some basis for conversation to build on as we go forward. So that's that's the plan moving forward. I hope you'll stick with us. I hope you find this podcast to be a really helpful thing in your life. I know this first episode is a lot of explanation and background, but as we go forward, I think you'll find that the content is going to be really engaging and hopefully entertaining as well to help you feel like there's a place where you belong in this, in this world and that our conversations together will enhance that sense of belonging for you. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for being a part of this new venture called Accidental Tomatoes. And by the way, if you're wondering what Accidental Tomatoes means, if you've listened this far into the podcast and you're still waiting for that explanation, I would invite you to go to AccidentalTomatoes.com. And when you get there, you can read the story behind the name of Accidental Tomatoes and see there's kind of a metaphor um, behind that that I think um, you'll find really meaningful. So join us, be part of the community. Get on the website, read the blogs, engage in the conversations online, and I look forward to talking to you next time on the Accidental Tomatoes Podcast. <laughs>